Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Cole, and today we're here for Outside the Box Sports Podcast special episode. This happens once every year. The 2021 NFL Draft is tomorrow on a Thursday night. Tonight is Wednesday, and I'm joined by Casey Tyrell and Joe Lukanzik. And today we're going to be going through all 32 picks of the first round. Uh, I did some trades in my mock draft. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't do too many. Uh, I'm excited. This is the first year the Bears. Our, our team, well, actually me and Joe's team, it's the first year that we have a first-round pick in, since 2018, and uh, we pick Roquan Smith. So hopefully Ryan Pace can uh, make some good picks and not a, not a Mitch Trubisky-type pick. Mm-hmm. Getting into the very, very first overall selection, this has got to be a no-brainer. The Jacksonville Jaguars finished with a record of 1-15 last season. Their current starting quarterback is Gardner Minshew. And uh, I think he gets replaced by Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback out of Clemson, six foot six, two hundred twenty pounds. Uh, some things I saw uh, watching some tape is Trevor Lawrence's great arm strength. He's really good at pocket presence. If uh, there's pressure in the pocket, he knows when when to get out of there, when to throw the ball. Runs very hard. Uh, that's what I you're going to see a common factor in a lot of these guys in the draft, uh, quarterbacks specifically. They run very very fast, and I feel like the game's evolving. Similar to how like the NBA with the how everyone's shooting more three pointers, I feel like all the quarterbacks now are kind of getting more more mobile, more faster. Uh, at Clemson in 2020, Trevor Lawrence had 3,000 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns, five interceptions, and then he also added eight rushing touchdowns and 200 more rushing yards. Uh, the only weakness I really see with Lawrence is just his deep ball accuracy. Um, sometimes he throws up some questionable throws in college and, and the DBs are a bit better in the NFL, obviously, because it's a whole other higher standard, but I, that's the only really issue I see here with Lawrence, but I think he's, uh, everyone's clear number one, uh, to go here. Yeah, I agree with Cole on this one. Um, everyone in the, this is the pick he's going to work well with Urban Meyer. So I also have them selecting Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, same with me. Um, like you guys said, no brainer. Uh, his stats. I mean, he played five less games, but uh, the only thing, he was out for COVID, right? Yeah, the interceptions yeah. were up a bit. His up. I mean, his freshman year had four, and this and five less games. He had five this year, uh, but his rushing stats got a little bit better. Um, I think a, a thing you saw in college a lot in that red zone was. They, they gave him the ball a lot in terms of, like, read option stuff. He would carry the ball in the end zone a lot, runs hard, was not afraid to stick a shoulder into a linebacker. And I think that's going to help. Now, is Doug Mar- – no, Doug Marone's gone. Yeah, right. So, Urban Meyer, completely new offense, and uh, I think they're going to they're gonna fit around him well. Uh, the Jaguars are the worst team in football last season, like I mentioned, with Jake Lutton at the helm. T-Law is going to be the franchise guy for them, so Jacksonville is going to plan on building around for him. And they do have a pick later in the draft, too. So, that's going to be interesting on – if they want to go O-line to protect him, give him another weapon, maybe go defense, that's going to be an interesting pick there too. But getting to the second overall pick, the New York Jets, I have them taking my guy, Zach Wilson, the Mormon Mahomes out of Brigham Young University. He's six foot three. He does not look 6'3", but that's where he's listed at, 6'3", 210. Uh, the current starter in New York is James Morgan uh, because they got rid of Sam Darnold and uh, they let Joe Flacco walk. Uh, his player comparison for me is going to be uh, – Similar to Baker Mayfield, but I think he's got way better arm strength than Baker Mayfield, similar to, like, Drew Locke, I guess. Uh, Strength, like I mentioned, he's got great arm strength. He's really accurate on the run. He's very competitive, uh, good runner, uh, just like Lawrence. 
solid footwork, pocket presence. And the thing I think he's best at is play action. Uh, the BYU offense from the tape I watched is actually really good. I think it would be a great offense in the NFL. Uh, lots of play action, lots of motion. I think Wilson ran it well. Now, Jets have completely new coaching staff entirely, so we're going to see how uh, that p- plays out. But I-, I like Wilson. He's my – I think he's going to pan out the best, like when it's all said and done, these guys' careers. And uh, I have him going number two to the, the Jets. So, anyone listening here is listening to Cole talk about this Zach Wilson guy, how he's amazing. Uh, let's just remember that Cole had Zach on in his first-round mock last year, and he ended up going 74th. So <laughs> – Let's focus in right here, and I also have them taking the Zach fuck? Wilson. I don't know. I don't know why the Jets are thinking that this guy is going to be like the next big thing, but I do have them taking not. Zach Wilson, even though he is not going to live up to the hype. He's Preach. ranked number four on my QB rank as we stand today. Five on mine, but number uh, number two on mine. He's going to be the best though. He 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 he's something else. Uh, Jets. They're taking Zach Wilson, but here's the thing that bugs me. So on my list, he ranks fifth out of the top five. He's going to be – I feel like he, these uh, quarterbacks like this, it almost reminds me of stats of Mitch Trubisky, how he played really bad. Not bad, but, like, not good. I like it. The, I like it. Then the skirt up, 33 touchdowns to three interceptions. Before his year before, 11 touchdowns, nine picks. It just doesn't <clears> – <throat> you never know. So, I feel like this guy could be a worse Mitch Trubisky because Mitch is still a goat. But uh, I have him going to the Jets, but the worst on my quarterback list. I, w- I want to throw this in real quick that Zach Wilson played one two good competition last year, like two good teams, and he lost to one of them. So, let's just yeah. calm down here. Yeah. He lost it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence lost to Fields, and he got severely outplayed. Fields cooked him up. And Fields, that's saying. exactly why Fields is number one on my QB rankings. Thank you for explaining. Ooh, I don't like that. Ooh, wowzers. I think all these QBs are good. I think this is one of the best QB classes we've had in a while. But my team fit here for Wilson, how he's going to fit with the team. Uh, like I mentioned before, they just traded away Sam Darnold, and they didn't re-sign Joe Flacco. It is a guarantee. I would bet $1 million on it to go quarterback here, uh, for them to go quarterback here. And uh, Zach Wilson is the best quarterback option also, available. Also, another uh, – this also reminds me, I feel like Zach Wilson going into this situation for him is going to be like Baker with the Browns. Obviously, it's not the one pick, but I feel like with a struggling franchise that has not been good, he's going he's gonna to be like that Baker player that could. Like, Baker wasn't that good his first few years. I still don't like Baker, and I still don't believe in him. After I, you, love Baker, Baker. But, I love Baker. I love Baker. Yeah, that's why I feel like this situation <laughs> still unlike. Uh, I was going to say something similar to that. I think Zach Wilson is – has the best chances to succeed with the Jets. Now, obviously, Jacksonville, too. But if he went three to the Niners, he would have to compete with Garoppolo. If he went four to the Falcons, he would have to compete with Matt Ryan. If he somehow, in some universe, fell all the way to eight to Carolina, he would still have to compete with Sam Darnold. Now, I I think the Jets, their quarterback is James Morgan. Zach Wilson is the clear starter here, and I think they're going to give him the best chance to succeed. Um, I think they also, along with the Jaguars, have another pick. I think they could possibly give him another weapon, whether it go, they go and get a running back or another wide receiver. Um, but I think the Jets are going to do Zach Wilson well. Moving on to the third pick, I think this happened about a month ago, but the San Francisco 49ers traded up with Miami uh, to get that third overall pick. Now, 
I seriously thought they were going to go receiver, go Jamar Chase, just to help, uh, I guess, help that wide receiver room out. Uh, but obviously in Twitter, everyone's been going crazy about who they're going to go with. And uh, Shanahan, he's down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. He's, he's, uh, he's in big support of Mac Jones, but I think the front office wants Trey Lance. And I have them going with Trey Lance just because he's a far better quarterback than Mac Jones. Uh, North Dakota State, 6'4", 225, built pretty well. Um, player comparison for me has got to be Josh Allen. Now, he does have huge arm strength, a bit of accuracy issues, but he, he's tall in the pocket, got blazing speed, uh, and he runs hard, similar to Lawrence, just sticks a shoulder into it type of guy. Now, Wilson, Wilson, like we were talking about before, Wilson's more of the guy to kind of get down and slide, take what he can, uh, which I guess is shown as NFL readiness. But Trey Lance is the type of guy that he might put his injury, like uh, his health on the line, but he's the type of guy to go stick a shoulder into someone. Now, I've, although I don't agree with the decision to draft a quarterback, I think Lance fits uh, Shanahan's running gun type of uh, offense with the motions and stuff, and he also protects the ball. In college, he had 28 touchdowns, passing, and zero interceptions, along with another 1,000 rushing yards and another 14 rushing touchdowns. Uh, this dude runs like a running back and throw the ball 70-plus yards. I think uh, Joe's going to talk about this too, but he is, I think he has the highest, ceiling, the highest ceiling here. He has the most potential out of any of the, the five first-round quarterbacks, but I think he has the lowest floor where he completely busts uh, – like a uh, AJ McCarron scenario or like a Blaine Gabbert scenario and just completely busts. Uh, and I think he's a very similar to prospect to how Mahomes was viewed back in 2017, kind of like an all or nothing type of guy. For me with the 49ers, I think this is similar to the Tua situation last year where everyone thought uh, Dolphins were definitely going to go Tua. Then leading up to the draft, there were like some questions to go with him or not to go with Herbert. And it was kind of like fading the public type of thing. And now we're starting to see this here with the 49ers where it's like all the reports are about Mac Jones and Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. And I know that Trey Lance's parents were spotted with Shanahan not too long ago, but I'm still going to stick with my gut and say that they're going to take Justin Fields at the third overall pick. Um, for me, I like how we all have different quarterbacks here. I got Mac Jones. Um, 49ers told that Kyle Shanahan was in charge of the pick and the 49ers front office was just going to help him lead and go like that. So I have Mac Jones. Kyle Shannon obviously loves Mac Jones. His stats, 41 touchdowns, four picks. Uh, he had a very good year at Alabama. But uh, I feel like Mac Jones is third on my quarterback list out of the five. He's number six on mine. I believe Kyle Trask is better. <laughs> I hate Mac Jones. He's terrible. He was, uh, he was surrounded with some of the Best weapons in college football. I mean, it wasn't the highest. Did phenomenal. Did four thousand five hundred passing yards in thirteen games. He just like, threw a bomb every play. Who the, no, the, the guy is mentally strong and is one of the smartest. You have Kittle, Debu Samuel, and I know <laughs> I'm forgetting one more. Brandon Ayuk. Yes, they. They. He should work. It, it's almost like mustard. You're playing with a better tight end, and it's just I feel like like Cole talked about Trey Lance. I'll, I have him falling way down, even though I think on my list he's one. Uh, Joe thinks he's the guy. I think he's going to play well in the NFL. I, I think he's the guy, honestly, and he's going to – but Mac Jones is third on my list. I feel like he could be an average to Hall of Famer quarterback later. Yeah. If he, he's good, but 
all these quarterbacks do have potential that's to be Hall of Famers. That's a big from average to Hall of Fame. That like, is a very, very large No, guy. you know, like, like Troy Aikman, but, like, better. Oh, yeah. Troy Aikman. Yeah. But I think but, Trey Lance is going to be in the type of scenario where Garoppolo – I feel like Garoppolo is going to start for the first couple games, then Garoppolo is going to do dog shit, and then uh, they'll throw Trey Lance in there. And, see, uh, that's we'll where I it. think – I didn't do any trades in this draft, but for the Pats who are looking for trading for a quarterback, I feel like Garoppolo could be a quarterback dealt soon. Like he's Shanahan said, he's not even promised that he's going to live Sunday, but that's saying that they don't trust Garoppolo for crap, and he'll be gone. Speaking of uh, pre-draft trade rumors, the Falcons have the four pick. Now, they've actually been rumored to have several uh, several trades. They're either going to trade away Julio Jones, who's been in some trade packages, or they're going to trade away this four pick. And they're still open to taking calls just, what, uh, 30 hours before the first pick? But uh, even though – so I think they might trade away Julio. So that's why I have them getting their replacement here with the four pick, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU, 6'1", 210. Pretty good build. Uh, the current starters, like I mentioned, are Julio and along with breakout from 2020 breakout guy Calvin Ridley. My player comparison for him is Amari Cooper. His strengths are his route running, uh, his agility, and his jumping uh, and contested catches. He's going to be the type of guy to go moss a guy. Uh, and his weakness is kind of his suddenness, and his I think his speed could improve, but I don't think it's like um, a liability. And I think Atlanta very well could trade back here, but I think they draft Chase and solidify themselves with the best wide receiver group in the league. Now, if you have to fit, if your team's coming in uh, on Monday watching some film, and you're watching film on Jamar Chase, Julio, and Calvin Ridley, uh, you, you can't really prepare for that. You just got to hope you don't get burned. Uh, and I think Ridley can move to the slot here. And with the Julio trade rumors looming, they could also lead to Chase getting like Je- Justin Jefferson type targets, where Julio's gone. They, they need a, a wide receiver one to step up. Now, if Ridley or it's Chase that steps up, I don't know. But I think Chase, uh, if if Julio is dealt, Chase could really, really shine here. So for this pick, um, I was thinking this was going to be a no-brainer. Uh, Kyle Pitts is the best non-quarterback in this draft. And I know they have Hurst already, but adding Kyle Pitts to your offense is like adding like another like huge weapon that can put in right away so in your offense. what's Jamar Chase? If he's not a huge weapon. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I would take over Jamar Chase any other day. I would not. One of the reasons that I had this was because Kyle Pitts was following the Falcons on Instagram and nobody else. And I just look back right now, and he's not following them anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, maybe the cards like uh, called in the next pick for next year in the 16th pick and are going to trade up and get their time in the so. future. Just saying. Uh, so I do have no trades in my draft, like I said, but this would be the first pick that is up for trade, I believe. Uh, Lions already called to trade up to grab Chase, but they said the asking price was too high. I feel like Ryan Pace loves asking for high prices and like, <laughs> just loves going for them. <laughs> but uh, Hey, we'll offer you two first-round picks. Uh, or no, no, Atlanta's like, hey – Hey, Chicago, will you give us two first-round picks for this one? But Grand Page is like, how about three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Crazy. Falcons are like, yeah, if you just give us a first and a third this year and add in a first and a third next year, we can make a deal. I'll give you another first-round pick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly. But hey, but I also that feel means like us to get that in the future. Bears the... could be 
I also feel like Bears could be targets for Julio Jones as well. I mean, Bears have no money right now, so that's why I'm worried about that. But that that means we'd probably have to trade away Robinson. Exactly. So that's why I feel like if you're gonna go after the pick now, trade all the picks, get this quarterback. Who Which I feel I, like they would, I would probably take Fields. I mean, never mind. Mac yeah. Jones doesn't get picked. Bears are taking a white quarterback. Who am I joking? But <laughs> but uh, oh, Kyle what? Pitts would be my pick here for the Falcons. This would make their receiving core insane. I feel like Matt Ryan could have an amazing year this year if they took Pitts. Uh, he averaged seventeen. He had averaged eighteen yards a catch with twelve touchdowns in eight games. He was almost averaging two touchdowns a game. That's uh, nowhere near two touchdowns a game. Eight games. It's a one point five. Four more touchdowns away. Right? That is a lot of touchdowns, Joe. Yeah, but like eight games, twelve touchdowns. Yeah, but I think all of us are all of us are on the same page here where we don't think Atlanta goes quarterback and a lot of people do. But Matt Ryan won MVP four seasons ago. And if they take Pitts, it would I feel like Chase wouldn't be an ideal pick here because you already got two receivers. Then you take Pitts and you got Hurst and Pitts. You you have the best receiving core in the NFL, and I mean they just got to step it up on the defense in the later picks. But this could be a contending team for the division and in the playoffs if they don't blow games this year. Like I said yeah. last year, I was very high on them last year. Same with the Chargers; they should have won some of those games. It is horse crap. But this year is their year. Yeah, but I think even if Matt Ryan doesn't pan out this year and he, he's even worse than last season, then fine, you get rid of him. You get another high pick. And the 2022 draft class, I wouldn't say there's like a clear Trevor Lawrence type guy, but I think it, it has a, actually a lot of good, de- decent to strong candidates. Because even if uh, you trade Julio and Ryan, you open a lot of cap. One, two, you have Julio. I, well, they'll probably trade Julio, but you keep Ridley and Pitts. That's still a good duo together for whoever comes in next. I mean, let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves. Matt Ryan is the same age as Cole's great grandma. So I don't think they'd be getting a high first round pick or anything, or even any draft. They won't pick be getting. Up, they could trade up next hey, year. This, but I this feel guy like thinks he's a comedian. Who's who's a who's a free agent next year for quarterback wise? Um, not Joe. Falcons have no money. Who am I joking? All right, Bro. carry on. Uh, getting into the the number five overall pick, I think this should be consensus. If you guys have brains, I have the Bengals taking Penn I see well offensive tackle out of Oregon, six five three twenty five. Uh, the current starters there are Riley Reed and Jonah Williams. His player comparison is former Bengals uh, tackle Anthony <laughs> Munoz, which is like one of the best offensive linemen I would say in their franchise history, probably the best. His strengths are his run blocking, his pass protecting, which is the two main things that you need. Uh, his footwork, he's very very agile. Shout out PD, and uh, he's very very strong too. His weaknesses are literally have none because he's a beast. The team fit here is Burrow. Uh, here's what I think about this is that Burrow's gruesome injury last season should have been an eye-opener for the Bengals' front office. I think if you're you're a GM, if you work in that front office for the Bengals, that has got to be an eye-opener for you. Um, He he was playing well up until week 12 when he got hurt. Uh, Sewell is one of the best offensive line prospects in years and should be fantastic at protecting Cincinnati's golden boy. Do not mess this up, Cincinnati. Take your guy, Sewell. He's going to be great. I I think he's going to be like a Zach Martin type of guy. Uh, for how the Cowboys is not going to allow any sacks going to be a beast in the red zone beast in the run game do not mess this up Cincinnati shout out new Cardinals uh center Rodney Hudson correct a boy um <laughs> I think we all have the same Penny Sewell going to the Bengals um they definitely don't believe in Riley Reed 
uh, long term because uh, he doesn't have like the best hands and stuff. And I'm just saying, like, he's not agile. Yeah, I know. He's one of the best tackles uh, any play that the draft has seen in many years. I mean, now, but I think Sewell is top five pick should be, and I think that's why the Bengals are going to take him. I also have Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. But uh, with him, Bengals need to realize Joe Burrow almost lost his leg, and you had a worse old line in the Seahawks, which is pretty hard to do. Uh, well, no, Seahawks did have the worst old line, second best. I mean, second worst is the Bengals, but your future all-time franchise quarterback almost lost his leg because you can't block. So get more agile, get more depth, and shout out, Petey. Let's win this, Bengals. <laughs> Get down to this number six overall pick, the Miami Dolphins. I was about to say the Marlins. The Marlins, I mean, the Dolphins traded back to 12 uh, with the Niners and then traded up to six again with the Eagles. And I think here they go Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. 6'6", 246. This dude is built. Uh, like you mentioned, 12 touchdowns. His player comparison for me has got to be Darren Waller. Just absolute killer speed. Uh, the current starter here is Mike Gesicki, who I would argue is a top seven tight end of the league. But when you have that kind of talent available and a young quarterback, um, I don't think you can pass up on it, really. Uh, and I think the only other option here has got to be Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle. But I think Pitts is the clear choice uh, with the guys who I have taken earlier. His strengths are his size, his speed, his athleticism, his route running, and he's a huge red zone threat. If you, if you see this guy in the red zone, you, you have to double team him or it's an, it's an automatic touchdown. This dude is going to outman every one of your cornerbacks, every one of your safeties, and a majority of your linebackers. Uh, now, and I think his only weakness is going to be run blocking, but I think he could convert to a wide receiver either this season or whenever he wants. Uh, I don't think he's going to do the best protecting, uh, but he's, that's not what teams are going to use him for. Uh, his team fit here for me, uh, he's a hybrid between a tight end and a wide receiver. Ran a 4.4440. He's got insane size. And I think Tua is now the clear QB1 unless they somehow pull off a trade for Watson. And even though Miami's a great tight end in Gaseki, they still want Tua to have as many weapons as possible. Just brought in Will Fuller. And they also have another pick at 18. And a lot of these teams in the top six, three of the top six, also have other picks later in the draft. So I think they could also give Tua even more weapons if they really want to. But so I think, yeah, Kyle Pitts uh, in the six. I think Miami's going to put their chips in, on the table here and go with um... – Really like a shocker here almost to some people. And they believe in Tua, so I think they're going to give Tua weapons for sure. And I think they're going to do that with Devontae Smith. Uh, I know it sounds crazy to do over Jamar Chase, but I'm saying going back to the college roots, I think Tua would prefer. And if we think about it, in the beginning of like mock draft seasons, Devontae was going top two, top three. And now he's falling back, and I still think the Dolphins can take him at six. That's uh, – I mean, I like the pick, but I just don't see it happening. I, I can see it happening. Things always shake so now Trey Lance, Trey Lance is now favored over Justin Fields in the draft. And like, the going back to the wide receiver just for thing. the Niners. Yeah. Uh, for the Dolphins, I have Jamar Chase. But yeah. for me, this wide receiver draft class is shaky. For some reason – all of these guys, except Rashad Bateman, remind me of Kevin White. Jamar Chase sat out a year of football. Devontae Smith is a twig. Could be broken over a freaking bench. 
He reminds me nothing like Kevin White. No, I'm just saying, this is just screaming <laughs> Kevin White. It does not scream Kevin White at all. Jalen Waddle gets injured. I just feel like all three of those guys could be busts. One of them could be good. Uh, Chase did extremely well in 2019, but also Joe Burrow was his quarterback. So uh, yeah, uh, now he's going to have a better guy in Tua. Ooh, I don't like that. But <laughs> but uh, I see, like I, I see what Joe Joe is like coming from because like when wide receivers are drafted, like even last year for example, we all thought Ceedee Lamb was wide receiver one, and he didn't get taken till way after. I mean, Ruggs he was the Drew. best rookie wide receiver in that class. So Rugs and Drew taking over Ceedee Lamb, and now this year. Will Devontae or Waddle be taking over Chase? Because I feel like Jefferson was taken later in the draft, and I have Bateman, what, at 15 to the Pat? So I feel like Bateman could be this year's Jefferson. I feel like – That's me, actually a super strong comparison. For me, him, he just screams like if he gets taken by a later team, he will fit in and go right away with a good quarterback. Because with these guys up here, it's going to be – you got Waddle who's been injured. Chase side out a year, and then Smith. I mean, yeah, he just won the Heisman, but you have no clue. If he goes to the freaking Lions, I mean, he's going to get his knee, kneecap butt bit off. So, like, we don't I, know. I feel, I feel like Bateman is going to be like an A.J. Brown type of scenario where you just got to give him the ball and he's going to get hot. I feel like if you put him in a scenario where there's a bunch of target share, like let's say he goes to the Vikings, then they already got two great guys. He's not going to succeed as much. I think he's got to be that clear wide receiver one. But we'll get into him later when he gets picked. Getting to the seven pick, uh, a lot of people think the Lions could trade back here, but I have them staying at seven. I think they're going to take Micah Parsons, uh, linebacker out of Penn State, 6'3", 245. Uh, the current starters there are Jamie Collins and another no-name dude. His player comparison is Bears linebacker Roquan Smith and then former Carolina linebacker Luke Keekley. His strengths, his speed. His speed is killer. If you watch this guy's tape, this dude gets to the quarterback so fast. And uh, he's also in, insane in pass. I wouldn't say insane. He's not like a DB. But he, he can definitely succeed in a zone and man coverage. Great at pass rushing, like I said. And he's very, very strong. The uh, the weaknesses I have for him is his footwork and his change of direction. But those aren't two major things. Those can be fixed pretty easily. I'm sure the Lions have guys to help him with that. And uh, the Lions had a historically bad defense in 2020. They were garbage. Like, it wasn't even talked about. But I think the 0-16 Browns had a better defense than, than the Lions last season. He's a hybrid linebacker, and I think he could be a leader from day one. He did have some locker room issues, and I'm sure Casey will talk about because he loves to talk about that. But um, I, I don't think that's – I think the good outweighs the bad here, and I think Parsons is the best defender in the draft. Uh, so here for the Lions, like who is their wide receiver one right now? Is it Cephas? It's, it's, uh, no, it's either Brashad Perriman or Tyrell Williams. All right, so that is exactly why they're going to be taking Jamal. <laughs> Gary Goff, how is he supposed to succeed when he has literally no help at all? Besides, he's got DeAndre, he's got DeAndre Swift. That's the next Alvin Kamara right there. Well, Ooh. not that, but I'm, he has no one on the outside to throw it to. He's got TJ Hawkinson, who is an absolute stud, but that is it. They also need protection. They need defense. They need a new kicker. They, they got some holes to fill. Hey, Prater's gonna... good. Don't disrespect Prater. He's on the Cardinals. He's on the Cardinals. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Shut up. Okay, so uh, Jamar Chase, best player on the board. I think that's what the Lions are going to Uh, I think the Lions are a hot mess. Still don't know how the Bears lost last year. But uh, you need one. They could possibly take 
Chigs is something else. Uh, mm-hmm. First, you need to, they could be taking a quarterback here. Even though it's not a biggest need, don't be shocked if they do. Uh, two, wide receiver. That's why I have them taking Devonta Smith. I'll get into that in a minute. And defense. Uh, Parsons, I have him going next pick, but he's also an option. But uh, Devonta Smith is my pick here. The thing that I feel good about him, though, he's played in all 13 games, 18, 19, and 20, uh, an average over 16 yards a game. Uh, not a game. Hold on. <laughs> 16 yards a game. Not a game. No, I could do that. You yeah, I know. Catch. But YPC, he, baby. I'm I'm saying he's been very consistent. But no. I think I think the thing that goes against Casey's pick is that the, I don't think Chase is going to fall to them, and they know that because they wouldn't try to trade up if if he. They if no, he they won. already tried that. They, they tried to trade up to the Falcons. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't even be trying for that if exactly. they thought he so would fall. They, they are obviously going for a wide receiver. Smith, I, mean, I feel like if he falls in their lap, they're going to take him. That's my yeah, point. no, yeah. If if they fall in Casey's in Casey's draft, if if he's there, they've got to take him. Yeah, but, I just but don't think it's Smith, I feel like even though the, the thing that worries everybody is his size, I and mean, he's obviously been fine with it. His, I, yeah, I. <laughs> Yeah, he, gets yeah, he, he succeeded. It, he succeeded in the SEC, so why, I don't. Yeah, like I get Desmond Trufant two times a year. He's gonna be fine in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's a Bears cornerback right there. Relax. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no slander. It's it. Just feels like. Yeah, that's just, that was great analysis. Thanks, thanks. All right, get into the eighth pick. Uh, the, it is the Carolina Panthers pick, but alert, alert. I have the Patriots trading up to eight. Uh, Panthers move back to 15. And I think the Patriots are going to go with Justin Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State, 6'3", 230. This dude's built like a linebacker. Uh, I think he only played like six regular season games uh, last season and still put up over 2,000 passing yards along with 22 touchdowns uh, passing and then another five rushing. Uh, the current starter in New England is Cam Newton. My player comparison for Justin Fields is uh is Cam Newton. His strengths is he can throw from any arm slot. He can throw on the run. Uh, he's very durable. We saw in that playoff game against Clemson, this dude was getting beat up, and then he still dropped like a 50 bomb on Clemson. Uh, he's a threat in the run game, especially in the red zone. Similar to a lot of these guys, they they just they run well. Uh, and I think he's got really good pocket presence as well. His weakness is uh, he tends to lock on the first guy he sees. Really doesn't go through progressions well. That, so that could false. lead to some inter- that he could lead to some intercep- interceptions. Uh, and then I think how he fits with the Patriots, he could definitely compete with Cam Newton during training camp. Very similar play styles, and Cam could teach Fields a lot of things. I think Justin fits in the Cam Newton style playbook well, and he could re- rely on that great running back committee and the solid offensive line to take some pressure off of him. Should be an easy transition to go from Ohio State into Bill Belichick and uh, Josh McDaniels' offense. Number eight here, um, I have Panthers taking Mike Parsons. I had this before even all this QB stuff happened. Uh, this is because I think that the Panthers are always going to be looking for their replacement for Luke Keekley and Micah Parsons. Um, I know he has the locker room issues that they talked about earlier in the year, but I was watching Hey Rookie that they play on ESPN, and Micah Parsons seems like the coolest around. 
and a great locker room presence. At didn't he shove like play. another his teammates like pee pee and his poo poo or whatever? So I carry swear on. He did so, that. He, <laughs> I don't think he's a good guy. I think he's a great <laughs> football player, but I don't do not think he's a good guy. He he turned it around, and I think a year off of football really helped off the field. And now on the field, he's just a beast, and now he's even put more into shape, and I think he's going to be a scary linebacker for years to come. Yeah, he runs like a 4-3, doesn't he? 4-4, four, four, something like that. Yeah. Got... Insane. Yeah. Yeah, I I like Casey. I agreed with Casey. Uh, we were talking in math. Shout out math. But uh, uh, Michael Parsons, Luke Keekly, uh it could be a very well good pick for them, obviously. Now with Teddy B gone, there could be a potential quarterback pick here. But Micah Parsons. All right, getting into this number nine pick, it is the Denver Broncos selection. A lot of people haven't gone QB, but I don't think they do anymore after they just traded for <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater about like an hour ago. But I think they're going to go here. I had this originally, too. I did not have them taking quarterback. I think they're going to go with J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South oh. Carolina. 6-1-205. My player comparison for him is Stefan Gilmore, a very physical type of guy. The current starters there are Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby, but I think a guy like J.C. Horn, you can't really pass up on him, uh, especially if you want to go Callahan? defense. He's, he, he's, he's he's the next best guy available. What about strength are, he's, he's good ball skills. Any, any uh, causes an unbelievable why you're saying that Bryce Callahan's a better cornerback than JC Horn. <laughs> Three guys that are already started is my point. Okay. The uh you said last year that uh the Panthers should have taken C D and they should have. C D Lamb was great. Denver Denver already had Gallup or not Dan, Dallas already had Gallup and Cooper. They still took him. Those guys are better than Anderson yeah, and Moore. The Panthers already had Robbie Samuel and DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, and they could have had CD Lamb. Like, I don't think just because I, I have the Falcons taking Jamar Chase. I think even if you're not set yeah, on it, uh, I don't know why you're going to keep blowing stars on positions they don't need. That's my point. The Falcons are okay. I, I'll just use your argument against you. The Falcons have Hayden Hurst. Same argument. You're just okay, mad. The, the twin horn doesn't fall to your team. <laughs> you salty piece of shit. <laughs> so. Uh, I think the only thing that's bad about Horn is he didn't have any college interceptions, but he had an absolute piss ton of deflections. Uh, and I think his team fit is Horn has proven to be the most physical corner in the draft. And Denver has some pretty undersized corners like Kyle Fuller and uh, Bryce Callen. They're both kind of tiny slot guys. So I think Horn could be that 1v1 jump ball type of guy. And obviously in, in the AFC West would match up against guys like Keenan Allen, Tyree Kill, and Henry Ruggs twice every season. I think he could uh, – I don't think he would lock him up like Darrell Rivas style, but I think he could definitely help out uh, that secondary. I love I love JC Horn. I think he is could be the next Jalen. So then Lane. you should respect the pick. <laughs> he wants no, the Cardinals. He wants up the fall. That is correct. <laughs> this draft is set up in a way that JC Horn is going to slide the best team in the draft NFL. with your head, not the heart. Draft with your head, not with your heart. I'm drafting. I like how all of our drafts will be. One of them, one of ours will be perfect through pick three, because we all have different quarterbacks at the third pick. Well, oh, and the Falcons. Of that joke, <laughs> I think and the Forty Niners end up going with with Penai Sewell. Oh, <laughs> imagine they is take Teddy Bridgewater. Oh is Teddy B? Was it only two years? 
With the Panthers? Got, uh, no. It was a four-year. Yeah, it was a four-year. He has two it years was, left. It, it, it oh. was either three with an option or four. It was a four-year deal for, like, what was it, 82 mil? And then no maybe way. I – it was, no, yeah, it was for a lot because he had. I think he went. Me, hold on, and, hold on. He went six and zero or seven and zero with New Orleans after Drew Brees went down. I mean, knocked that, off the Bears. I'm checking. I think it was four years, like eighty-two mil. Oh, four yeah. years. No, three years, sixty-three mil. So he's got one year left, maybe. He does. He's one year. Well, this season and then they reconstructed more. his contract. So. So my point is, is, I was yeah, he's got one year short, left. Last year, was, last year. Move for the Browns with Teddy B and Drew Locke. They're kind of like two bench players, and I think well, they're gonna see okay. Jones, He's uh, definitely they're gonna a see, starter. They're see Mac Jones falling, and Mac Jones is literally the QB that have been in the draft process in the last five years. Okay, okay, dude, we're not so taking Mac a math test. We are playing football. That is, you're correct. Comes first, football. No, it doesn't. I'm smarter than Tua, but Tua can throw a ball 40 yards farther than I can. So I'm going to take Tua's goddamn Tongo Vilo. That's who I'm going to take. I get nine in the IQ test. That's IQ. (laughs) Not football smart. Not football smart. Colt. Colt. In Madden, all you do is run Saquon to the right, and I would be able to knock that off every time. (laughs) That's 50 yard bombs every day that you can. You don't play Madden. You lost to your brother fifty-five to zero. It was eight. Get him right. <laughs> Do math, Cole. You said you're good at. It. Joe, go to your pick, man. I can't stand this guy anymore. Um, so with the Broncos before the trade today, I had Justin Fields. But now that I'm just gonna stick to this draft, acting like the Teddy B trade didn't happen, which it did. My draft will not be perfect through here, but uh. Justin Fields would have been the Broncos' new QB if if uh, Teddy B wasn't there. Now they have Locke and Bridgewater. They'll be fighting it out for a starting spot there. I think now the like they said they could go Sertain, they could go Slater, they could go uh, they could go Horn, they can go anybody here. Uh, even Parsons might fall. Fields is. Like I like that Newton comparison. He's like a perfect pit fit pit fit with the Panthers. But Fields went here to the Broncos. If he did go here in Teddy B's spot, it would have been a great pick for the Broncos. I feel like he could have started lead, leading them into the right direction. But yeah, Justin Fields would have went to the Broncos. Going on to pick number ten, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Some people think they could um they could trade up here, maybe go for a Kyle Pitts type of guy. Uh, I don't, I don't see them doing that. I think they stay at ten. And although I think uh, J.C. Horney goes first off the board, I think Sertain is still the number one on the big board. I just think Sertain fits Dallas better, and uh, Horney fits uh, Denver better. So I think Sertain goes ten, six two two oh five from Alabama. Uh, his player comparison for me has got to be Byron Jones, who's a freakish athlete, used to play for the Cowboys, now he's with Miami. Uh, his cur- current starters uh, for Dallas is Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown, uh, two underwhelming guys. Uh, now, certain strengths are man coverage, uh, press man specifically. He's got good length and very quick hands. His weaknesses are slot coverage, which I don't think they're going to ask of him, and uh, his change of direction isn't too good. But uh, his team fit here is Dak got paid. Uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard are fantastic tandem, and then you got the wide receiver trio there, 
pretty menacing. I think the clear clear cut choice here is to go secondary. I think league worst corner play, uh, cornerback play last season could get fixed with Sertain's ball hawk type of play style. I think Sertain fits him well. I think he goes to ten to Dallas to the Cowgirls. So here, um, just because of my way of slot sixteen spot, I've done this in a way where Dallas is going to take Slater or Sean Slater from Northwest. If he's going to hold them, he's has tackle in some people's minds. Dallas, the offensive line stunk last year. The starters are getting older. I think they got some replacements for down the road and helps out. And I think Slater would do that just. Slide to, he can slide to guard or tackle. I think that's what they're going to like about him. Uh, so for the Cowboys, I have Patrick Sertain, the second. Um, the second. Uh, JC Horn, the second. Cowboys need defense badly. They like their boy Sertain, but Fal- no way Falcons trade the four pick to the Cowboys unless they're getting really. I mean, there was rumors about even if Zeke was going to be traded, Falcons need a running back. Uh, if that something were to happen there, but I think that'd be the only way they get four picks. I don't for- think. I don't think the fans like him too much. The fans love Zeke too much. Yeah, but I think so, yeah, Pollard's definitely uh, upper upper echelon of running backs. I think he's great. I think you just in this day and age you got to have a committee. So yeah, so shout out Chase Edmonds, shout out. <laughs> but that's actually I think from here we're gonna take a break, a uh, couple a couple minute break. But for you guys it's gonna be nothing. We'll just we'll be right back. So on to pick number eleven. All right, so for my pick number 11, now this was the Giants' original pick, but I guess on Twitter the, the Chargers posted something and then quickly deleted it, but they, they actually traded up to to 11 uh, from the 13 pick. So I'm just going to assume that happened. So with the 11 pick, I have the Chargers taking Rashawn Slater, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern, uh, 6'4", 315. His player comparison is Rodney Hudson, the center, just signed. I don't know if he's signed or traded by the uh, the Cardinals, though. The current starters there are Nate Gilliam and Ryan Hunter. No one's blowing my socks off. You know, some great things about Rashawn Slater. Very powerful in the run game. Great at run blocking. He does not allow many sacks as an interior lineman. The only weakness is that he's not very agile. Now, I know you got to be agile, but uh, he's not that. But I think, again, similarly to Micah Parsons, the good outweighs the bad. Now, my fit for Rashawn Slater is it's the exact same scenario as Cincinnati but you just got to get the next best offensive lineman. Now, last year, both Cincinnati and the Chargers got their golden boy QBs for the future. They're building around them in Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Now you got to get him some protection. Herbert, I think he, he was like he, – he got sacked a lot last year, I know for sure. Uh, and then, But for Slater, he played center at Northwestern. But I think with the signing of Corey Lindsley, who used to play for the Packers, he should be able to slide to either of the guard spots. But don't be shocked here if they go with a guy like uh, – Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, who are both still available on my board, uh, to pair with Keenan Allen to create that nasty little tandem. Because I think uh, Justin Herbert throwing to Waddle or Smith would also be awesome to watch. But my 11 pick is uh, Rashawn Slater. Yeah, um, I'm just going to go normal here. Uh, even though, I mean, I think the Chargers did trade up, but I'm just going to stick with the Giants. Since it's it wasn't not official yet. Yeah. 
But um, either way, I had Slater going to the Giants here. Giants trying to help Danny Dimes out. Um, they got him a weapon. Now they need some protection. Um, defense is fine for now. That's a that could be a nice trade piece if they wanted to get somebody in the off season next year, or maybe trade somebody during the season. But I have them taking Rashawn Slater. Now, I on my draft board, I do have. Wait, do you have all five of the first round QBs gone on your board? No, I have Trey Lance still left. Wow, and I'll get to that later. Okay, I have Mac Jones still on my board. Now, I know that the front office doesn't want to do this, but if I'm the Giants, I'd seriously consider taking quarterback. Daniel Jones, I had such high hopes for this guy, but um, it doesn't look like it's going to pan out. And uh, this is this is the best quarterback draft uh, we've ever had, and it's going to be the best we've had we're going to have for a couple more seasons. So I think you got to pounce on him now if you really want to. But uh, going on to this 12 pick, this is the Eagles pick via Miami, via San Francisco. This this 12 pick's been tossed around. But uh, right now it's sitting in the Eagles' lap, and I have them taking Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, 6'1", 175. That's what it was listed at back in uh, a couple of months ago. But uh, now I think it's more like 165. Um, I mean, in, in, in 2020 in Alabama, the, the size really didn't matter. 117 receptions for – Almost 2,000 yards and uh, 23 touchdowns. The current starters in Philadelphia are Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager, who they took last year. This player comparison for me is kind of like a uh, a smaller Antonio Brown. Uh, his strengths for me are his speed, his route running, his release, his body control especially. Getting in that red zone, that, that's actually a really important part of the game. Like, you got to have good self-control. If, like, you know where the sideline is, got to get those two feet in bounds. That's kind of a tough transition going from college to uh, NFL with the different inbounds rules. Uh, but I think Devontae Smith can do it. And obviously his weaknesses would be his height uh, and weight. But uh, I don't think that does matter. He seems confident, and uh, I'm all for it. And I think the typical Eagles pick here would be to take a speedy, high-injury guy like Jalen Waddle. But I think they need to go with the route-running all-around star of Smith. Uh, obviously he's undersized, but you cannot deny the numbers. He put on an absolute show in college. Uh, 2020 Heisman Trophy winner, and I uh, should have some success paired up with uh Fulgham Rager. So I, I think Smith goes 12. Yeah, um, I also have the Eagles taking a wide receiver. I've been taking Jalen Waddle. I feel like for the Eagles here, they're gonna try and get another wide receiver. Obviously, uh, like you said, Smith. They talked about that today on a few shows that Smith would love to reunite with Hertz, get that going. But uh, I feel like Eagles are gonna get stuck with what what it with what's ever left. Um, Smith and Chase go. They take Waddle. Waddle and Smith go, which that probably won't happen. They take Chase. If Chase and Waddle go, they get Smith. They're going to get stuck with whoever they want last. So, probably gonna, for my case, it's going to be Waddle. I've been taking Waddle. Yeah, I think that, I think we're on the same page here. I'm, I'm not a big Jalen Hurts supporter. I think he's not going to be a Ooh, I like him. I think he's going to be a good fantasy option just because of how much he runs the ball. But I, he had a very, very rough couple games last year. And everyone was, like, praising him. It was like, he really didn't do that well. I don't, I don't know what the hype's for. I thought he did. All right, so going over the 13 pick, uh, the Giants trading back here. And I've been taking Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher out of Michigan, six foot four, two seventy. But if you look at him, he does not look 270 pounds. My player comparison for him is Leonard Floyd, just because of how skinny and uh, kind of lengthy he is. Uh, the current starter there is like the the only really good edge rusher that 
uh, the Giants have currently is Leonard Williams. Uh, he's a ton of pass rushing moves in his arsenal. Good length, like I mentioned. He's like the Kevin Durant of pass rushers and obviously very, very fast. Now, his weakness, obviously, if he's that kind of lanky, he's going to lack in strength. Uh, but he's still extremely quick and should be able to get by those tackles pretty fast. Uh, I think an up – yeah, so the Giants, obviously, an up-and-coming defense with Blake Martinez. Uh, you got James Bradbury, who's a great corner, super underrated. I think they're going to add another young talent. Uh, Quiddy Pay is obviously very speedy, lanky, and uh, it's going to create all sorts of issues for opposing tackles, like I mentioned. I like this Quiddy Pay guy. I don't know if – where do you – do you pay going sometime around here, or do you think he falls? I haven't fallen. You haven't fallen. I've watched his tape. He looks nasty. He looks disgusting. So I think he'd be a great fit with the Giants here. Um. So what? Is it? So this is the Chargers pick. Um. Yeah, this is the Chargers pick for you. If they do stay here, I think regardless, <clears throat> I don't see them taking an old lineman unless uh, Penace well, however how you say it, he falls. <laughs> And they try and trade up from there, but uh, maybe that's why they canceled up the trade because maybe they see if Penesuel falls, they trade well, up for him. That would be absolutely awesome because Justin Herbert played the Oregon Buddies. Yep. Yeah, I think that'd be a really good duo. But um, right now I'm taking J.C. Horn. It'd be a perfect replacement for Desmond King. Uh, very young. I wish the Bears would trade up and get this guy, and then have him and Johnson rule for the next few years. But uh. That'd I feel like Chargers taking Horn here. Great pick for them. Um, I see them taking corner unless it's Penesuel. So it's my 14 pick. This is Minnesota. Uh, a lot of people don't have this guy going here, but I think he'd actually be a really solid fit. I have Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, uh, JLK, as I like to call him. He's a linebacker out of Notre Dame. 6'2, 215, kind of a typical linebacker build, built kind of guy. The current starters there are Eric Kendricks and Blake Lynch, who I've never really heard of. My player comparison for him is Telvin Smith. Uh, his strengths are he's very fast. He's great in coverage, great at blitzing, secure tack, secure tackler. He's got positional versatility. He can play inside linebacker. He can play outside linebacker. And I think in the NFL he's going to play more inside just because of how good he is in pass coverage, even though he can get some sneaky blitzes in there. And his weaknesses, he's not very powerful. He's not. He's Obviously, it's not like Cody Pay where he's 270. Uh, and I think he needs to develop more pass rushing moves, uh, but it really depends on what, what the defensive coordinators kind of want him to do, uh, whatever team he goes to. I think JLK on Minnesota has the potential. Uh, JLK on Minnesota has the potential of being a top linebacker duel in the league, along with Eric Kendricks, who obviously we know is awesome. Uh, the Notre Dame star would be all over the field and should be a team leader in tackles, I would say, uh, for whatever team he plays for. In this case, Minnesota. Now, the case I would like to bring up is Minnesota. This is scary. They could trade up for Pitts. They got rid of Kyle Rudolph. I, I haven't seen it come. I, I like I haven't seen any uh, mock drafts, but just the thought of all those weapons. I mean, they could go quarterback. Honestly, not a big Kirk Cousins supporter, but I think they go defense just because of how poor it was last season. And I, I think the Vikings actually. I have them going to the Super Bowl this season. That's and I, they're in my the same division as the Bears. I have very very high hopes. This Minnesota team loaded with talent. Uh, they better not let it go to waste. I'm I'm not a big uh, Zimmer fan, uh, so support him. Even though he's kind of from around here, I'm just not a big Zimmer guy. But I still think the Vikings have too much talent uh, not to win games. Yeah. Um. I've been taking uh, Christian Darasaw, <clears throat> O lineman. Darasaw. Um, here's the thing. Vikings have options. They are a very scary team. They could trade up, like you said, take pits. 
Um, they could also trade up and take Parsons. Have a really good linebacker core. That would be disgusting. Mm-hmm. And they could also trade up and maybe snag so well. They have the options, but also they could wait for a quarterback to fall. Wait for Kirk Cousins' contract to expire. Maybe trade Kirk Cousins right now in that deal. So let's say Vikings wanted to trade up to five with the Bengals. Nah. Four to the Falcons. Six to the to the maybe Dolphins. Panthers. Sam Darnold. You think Kirk... Sewell fall, falls that far? I that's depending how it is. If if Kirk Cousins were to go in the deal and they just were just like oh. Oh crap! I'm talking about quarterback here. I'm not taking talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, if they want to take a quarterback, if you're going to trade Cousins, you want to be that for sure. Then Cousins is going to go in the deal. Panthers need a quarterback, so maybe you send them. And then if if you're that locked in, but like in my case, I still have Lance falling. For I'll explain that after. But right here, I'm taking them O line. They don't really need that much, but uh, they could get. Parsons, if they trade up, they they're a team to worry about. If they, I mean, obviously, I don't think they'll take offense. I, this is a reasonable pick, but they could take Newsom. They could take. Yeah, they have uh, lots and lots of options here. Yeah, take Farley. Really, I, I think they were one of the teams in on Farley. I'll check that. I know it's only, Cardinals, Raiders, and the only position they're set on is running back. I still think they could go receiver because the, their wide receiver three is Chad Beebe, the white guy. Oh, I that guy's a beast. There's definitely room to improve. Shout there. out Aurora football. But uh, going on to pick number 15 uh, in this in this hypothetical mock, I have the Panthers trading back uh, with the Patriots. And I think here they go Gregory Rousseau, who's been falling on a ton of draft boards for some reason. The edge rusher out of Miami. This dude is six feet, seven inches tall, 270 pounds. Uh, the current starters there are Daniil Hunter and Stefan Weatherly. And it's player comparisons, actually, Daniil Hunter. So you have two Daniil Hunters coming off both sides. Uh, he's super tall, like I mentioned, which I think is going to be very, very good for tip passes, which is kind of an underrated part of the game. But uh, guys like Khalil Mack and J.J. Watt are great at tipping passes, and that actually changes the whole aspect of the game. He's got a quick first step, explosive. He's great at getting t- TFLs uh, in the run game. He's a very secure tackler. Not a lot of guys are going to, like, truck him. Now his weaknesses, I think, are his speed. Because if you're six feet seven, two seventy, you're not going to be moving around too quick. And uh, I guess he could be a little stronger. Again, he's kind of lanky. Uh, and I think Russo's size and speed uh, isn't the best. But I think if you still combine it with Derek Brown's run stuffing ability, uh, who they took last year, I think with the six overall pick, it should help out the Panthers' struggling defense, which was not too good last year. And I think Carolina should trade back for a defender because they already have a top three running back in McCaffrey. They have a decent receiving core, I would say, with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. And uh, I well, uh, and they have Sam Darnold, who's, I think, a lot of people are high on Darnold. I'm not a huge Darnold guy, so if they don't go quarterback, I think they got to go defense. Definitely don't get a weapon. I think that'd be a waste of a pick. I think they got to go defense or QB to compete with Darnold, but I just don't see that happening. I think they trust Darnold or else they wouldn't have traded for him. It wouldn't have made sense. So I think they go Roos out here at uh, 15. Yeah, um, I'm assuming this is where you have Lance going, though, right? No. What? Yeah, I said that before. Here's for, so the Pats have them taking Rashad Bateman. I'll tell you why. I feel like for Pats, it's either Justin Fields or nothing. Justin Fields are wide up, like I said earlier. I was talking to Casey. They have made it clear from the start they want uh, 
they want Justin Fields. And I feel like with Trey Lance, they see too much more of the bust side. Well, rather, like, I see it as a plus side. How I think he will be the best quarterback out of this draft eventually. He has the potential. He has the – that. He, even though it doesn't make sense why I have him falling, mm-hmm. it kind of does that people are going to see, like, the better options, even though he'll be, like, the Lamar Jackson of the 2018 draft. That's a fantastic comparison. And, yeah, uh, Lamar won the Heisman and still fell all the way to, like, 31 or whatever. With Even with uh, – what's his name? Edelman retiring, I think Bateman's a perfect choice here. I don't, have, I don't think he's retiring. I think he's going to Tampa. He'll go to Tampa next year but because he's out this year with the knee injury. But you have Bateman, Bourne, and who's the other wide receiver they got? I know they have Myers. Who else Nikhil Harry. Say? No, Algalore. Nelson Algalore. I think yeah, that's the problem with New England. They get too many middle-of-the-road guys. I would turn in all four or five of those guys just to get a Julio Jones type of guy. I think yeah. it's just too many mediocre guys. And that's why Tom that's what just added to Tom Brady's legacy in New England. He never really had a star. Well that's I mean, why I also wrong. feel like if Cam Newton he could finally find with four or five decent options over there. Yeah. You but, can't go and Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. You have the options not to fail there. So But I think I think that Bill Belichick and McDaniels got so used to Brady making something out of nothing that they just kind of expected Cam Newton to do that too. And I think they were they, they kind of lowered their expectations. So this year, yeah, they got him some solid targets. And now, like you said, he should be able to have more success. Or if they draft a QB like I have them doing. But, yeah, I think I think if, if, if they stay at 15, they definitely don't go quarterback. But I think if they trade up, they got to go quarterback. Yeah, because I just feel for Lance – Bill Belichick's gonna be like, I'd rather take Trask in a later round or something like that. So, which makes sense. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. I'd be weary of him too, and especially yeah. if he's like falling. Like, if you're like, if, if let's say the Niners take him at three, they're like, yeah, they like him. He's their guy. They're confident with that. But if a bunch of teams are passing on him, then you as a GM have got to be like, oh, these guys see something that we don't. Obviously, there's something wrong. So yeah, yeah. It's, but moving on to pick 16, uh, this is the Arizona Cardinals pick. Shout out Casey, who uh, fell asleep on us. But uh, I have them taking Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver out of Alabama. A lot of people have him going like top 10. A lot of people have him falling like the 20s. It really differs uh, just because that injury problem, which I'll get into in a bit. But I uh, went to Alabama, uh, 5'10", 185. In 2020, didn't play much, but still put up not even that bad stats. 30 catches for 600 yards. It's like... 20, yard, 20 uh, yards per catch, and then uh, four touchdowns. My player comparison for him is uh, Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. The current starters are um, you got A.J. Gruden, they just picked up, and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the strengths are one of the fastest prospects we've seen since, like, John Ross in 2017. Definitely huge big playability, which uh, that's kind of how that Arizona offense is, kind of like big, flashy, hot shot type of play, and I think Waddle would be perfect in that play-action type of offense system. And uh, he's very agile. But I think his weakness is similar to Devontae Smith. He's a bit undersized, but that didn't, that wasn't an issue in college. And uh, he has an ankle problem that's been kind of bugging him the past couple of years. But um, I think 16 uh, is a good fit for him. I think if, let's say, 
the Dolphins took him at six. That then I'd kind of be scratching my head. But I think I think middle uh m- middle of this draft is a perfect spot for him. Uh, you had him going at like thirteen, right? Or like mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, middle middle of draft. Uh, my team fit for him is Kyler Dehop and now Waddle. The Cardinals' need for a solid wide receiver too would be filled, and uh, Waddle wouldn't have a massive workload from the jump. Now a lot of people expect AJ Green to go back to his um his former self, which very well could happen. But um behind him, he hasn't had a good season since 2015. I think that was like his last full season as well. Uh, you can't expect much from him. I'd honestly rather have Larry Fitzgerald, who's still a free agent. I'd honestly rather have him than AJ Green, but uh, I think Waddle would uh, Waddle and uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray would be a nice little combo to watch there. Even though the Cardinals are going seven and eight or seven and ten this season, that's my hmm. prediction. Uh, like the Bears going to find a way to go eight eight and one. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals, I have them taking Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Um, Solid player. I have him dipping a bit, but I yeah, he's a really really yeah. Good. With Pat Peak gone, I obviously they signed Malcolm Butler, but that's not obvious. He's like a I slot mean, type of guy. He's, he's just not... for the he's just the face. Russell All right, Wilson. let's let's see your face in a team like the Falcons. I don't know if the Cardinals do face that, but you're gonna have to go against Ridley and Julio, and I've been taking Jamar Chase. Malcolm Butler's not gonna lock up Ridley. Let's just face it. Exactly. I think definitely. I don't. I don't think Newsom could now. But I think if he gets working in training camp, get some NFL experience, then I think he definitely could. Uh, yeah, but Malcolm Butler's not going to be a game changer. Uh, he's just going to be a type of guy to, like, he's just going to do average. He's just going to be your, the type of guy just to get the job done. He's not going to go above and beyond, above and beyond. And I think Newsom could do that. He, he was great. And he faced some solid Big Ten receivers, too. Big yeah. Ten is no joke, and he, uh, he succeeded pretty well. Especially the Iowa tight ends. Uh, but with my 17 pick, moving on to the Raiders, I have my second receiver going on in a row. Uh, uh, yeah, Las Vegas, 17. I have them taking Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Six foot two, 210 pounds, nice little frame. Uh, he, he opted out in 2020, or I, he might not have either opted out or didn't play very, very much. But in 2019, he had 60 receptions for 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. My players think. Player comparisons for him are two kind of big body type of guys like Sammy Watkins and Keenan Allen. Uh, the current starters there are Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro, two two type of slot guys. And I think I think the Raiders are in need of kind of a wide receiver one. They lost Aguilar in the offseason, like Joe mentioned before. His strengths are he's very very physical, great route runner, uh, very late hands, so he's not putting his hands out early, letting that DB uh, knock it out. And he's a re- he's gonna be a really solid red zone target. I I really like this guy. Just kind of how his build is, he's gonna be the closest guy we see to like an Odell Beckham or like a Keenan Allen, like I mentioned before. A lot of these guys are kind of speedy small guys, and I think I think Bateman's got that kind of NFL build to go right again right up against NFL DBs immediately. He doesn't have breakaway speed, but he doesn't need to. He's just gonna be he's not gonna be the type of guy to run streaks and post routes. He's going to run slants and try to outbody the safeties and the linebackers, which is absolutely perfect. Uh, and I think he needs to work on his run blocking, but that's not a huge issue. Uh, his physical play would be just what Gruden needs. And I think Derek Carr had a super underrated season last year with some pretty underwhel- underwhelming receiver performances. Uh, Henry Ruggs did not live up to the hype, I would say. I mean, obviously still lots of time left. 
And I think just um, like I think you need just to just to imagine about uh, what he could do with Bateman lining up next to him on that line of scrimmage. I think uh, the Raiders, a lot of, they're kind of in that weird scenario where they they're not like competing for a title, but they definitely don't need to rebuild. And I think Bateman could kind of fix that and bring some success to the offense. I, I, think I have good. the raid uh, Raiders taking safety Trevon Mooring. People had him falling. I, I have him going out of. I think he's going to be an early second round guy. Yeah i I feel like they need they need uh, safety help, and he's really not that bad of an option. Even though Raiders seem to bust in the draft, I feel like he could be a bust. Yeah, th- this sa- this safety class is kind of weak, I should say, but he. He's the number one guy, pretty much consensus. Everyone's got him number one safety. I haven't seen tape on him, uh, but I guess if you need a safety, go get him. Yeah, he he could be something very special. I feel like he kind of, minus the blitz, kind of reminds me of Jamal, 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 Jamal Adams. Uh, but obviously, he shows some bus signs, so we'll see what happens there. 18 pick Miami Dolphins. This is their second pick of the draft. Surprise pick Mac Jones out of Alabama. 6'3, 215, had 4,000 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, four picks. My player comparison for him is uh, Jake Fromm, the third string quarterback for the Bills. Uh, the current starter there um, in Miami is Tua. They got rid of Fitzpatrick in the offseason. Uh, his strengths are he has very good timing. Solid pocket presence. Internal clock is good, so he knows when to throw up before getting sacked. And he's a pretty good decision maker. I was the only four four interceptions last year. And uh, he's not a huge threat in the run game. He's kind of a chubby boy. His arm strength is decent, but not great. And I think he's a system QB. He's going to fit in a system where there's going to be a lot of surrounding weapons. And I think uh, if, if this draft plans out, like I, this is super unlikely, but I have Miami going and getting uh, – Kyle Pitts. They signed Will Fuller in the offseason. They still have Demonte Parker and Mike Gesicki. So I think if uh, Mac Jones somehow beats out Tua, uh, both Alabama guys, I think um, I think he would have some success there, at least better than with the Niners, who don't have a lot of good receivers. Uh, but I don't think anybody saw this coming from me. Uh, after Mac Jones tumbles down the draft board, I think teams like the 49ers, the Patriots, and the Broncos – which obviously the Broncos just traded for Teddy Beast. They're going to pass on him. The Patriots, I don't. I, I think at his pro day, like Bill Belichick and McDaniels, I don't know if you get – Joe, have you seen that clip? If, like when he made an overthrow and Bill Belichick mm-hmm. did not look happy. He's like pissed. And then I think I think the Niners are going to end up taking Lance. So I think he could definitely fall here. It's just going to come down to, I think, either maybe the Bears, maybe the Panthers, maybe the Lions in some world. But I think he falls all the way down here to Miami. Uh. I think they scoop, scoop, scoop up Jones with their second-round pick. Two is very underwhelming, like I said last season. I think he's still got time, similar to Henry Ruggs, but I think you kind of got to push him because if you're the, the Giants are kind of like nursing Daniel Jones. They're like, oh, everything is going to be okay when it's not. You have a good defense. You have a good good weapons on offense. You got to win now, and I think uh, either Mac Jones could win that starting job or could push Tua in, uh, onto a whole other level and have him bring some success to Miami. Uh, but I think Mac Jones could go here. Sleeper pick. Um, car, uh, Dolphins. So they took Chase. I feel like Dolphins' smart way to play it here is you go 
offense, defense, split it one one with your picks here. Um, I've been taking Christian Barmore, Barmore, whatever. Um, what position is he again? Uh, D line. He's a defensive end, but he's end. so he's probably gonna convert to D tackle. Yeah. Um, especially the 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 one guy the Patriots signed, uh, JV Javidon Gowich or whatever. Gochaw, yeah, it's like an X at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, good replacement here. Um, like I said, Dolphins they should be able to split the talent one on offense, one on defense. Uh, or they also could pull off a blockbuster trade with that pick. Uh, if Deshaun Watson's names get brought up, whoa, yeah, we haven't heard his name in a while. Yeah, and the they said today that I said last night that. Texans were planning on trading Watson this week until the things arose. Yeah, the things. But moving on to pick number 19, this is the Washington football team, the football. I have been taking another wide receiver. I know they have McLaurin, and I know they just signed Curtis Samuel, but I still think they could use another guy because uh, Taylor Heineke, who had a great wild card game, and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're not going to be the guys to make guys better. They're going to be game managers, and that's all. that's all Washington needs them to do. But I think if that's what they need him to do, they're going to have to give him some weapons. So I've been taking Elijah Moore, wide receiver, out of Ole Miss. He's my fifth-ranked guy here. And a lot of people have him going late first round, uh, early second. Uh, but I think he can go here, 5'10", 180. He had 86 receptions for Ole Miss, uh, almost 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, Tim Tebow compared him to Percy Harvin, which I, I, I would say is a pretty good comparison. Uh Obviously, great speed, similar to Percy. Good route running and footwork. Obviously, he's not that big, only 5'10". And then I think his jump ball ability isn't the greatest. But again, um, that's not what teams are going to use him for. Um, his team fit is Washington has addressed defense, their line specifically. The, the Washington football team in the past four drafts, 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017. The past four years, they've gone defensive line, every pick. Deron Payne, Chase Young. Uh, Ayadonis and uh, some other guy, but they, they, yeah, they went four in the first round. I think now's the time to get another weapon for whoever it is under center this year. And I think Elijah Moore would fit nicely in the slot in the Washington offense. And not gonna have to do too much. He's got some good, uh, other good guys around him. And I think he's just gonna be, he's not gonna be the type of guy to put up Justin Jefferson numbers, but I think he's gonna be like a, uh, a Jerry Judy type of guy. Just gonna be pretty consistent. He's not gonna put up many fantasy points. Uh, but I, yeah, I think he stays consistent over the over his rookie season. I I like Elijah more. Do you do you have more going in your first round or no? I have him going pick twenty seven. So you do have him in the first round, just a little bit later. But I think he's a good player. I like him. Yeah, I do too. Um, here is where I have Trey Lance going. You think Washington picks them up? Picks themselves up a third QB. Yes. Okay. So, what if Washington passes? Do the Bears go at twenty? That's that's. So here's what that's what. So obviously, as a Bears fan, I feel like the last QB is gonna. If it's not Justin Fields, it's gonna be a battle between football team and Bears. Um, the only team I could see maybe going quarterback is the Vikings, and maybe Raiders. Raiders have talked about one. I could also see the Vikings. Sneaking one in there like Aaron Rodgers, the type thing last year, but uh, with Jordan Love. But it's going to be a battle here between who needs a QB more. Obviously, it's the Bears. 
Washington football team, though, you give – you got a guy like Fitzmagic, been in the league all these years, mentored Tua last year. I think – was he with Josh Allen with the Bills or no? I don't think enough. No, he was with uh, Winston, though. Winston played pretty well last mm-hmm. season for, like, the game and a half that he was in for. Yep, and then – so he's been with everybody. And then you got Heineke, another young guy. I don't expect him. He'll be their journeyman. I feel like Heineke might be a journeyman, just like Fitzmagic is. You pretty much have two journeymen on that team. Yeah, Heineke's pretty young, though. He's still got a lot of time left. But, you know, Riverboat Ron, he likes to get it going. Uh, Love me some River. Well, no, that's the reason why Washington has him is because he used to play for Carolina. Heineke did. And mm-hmm. uh, Rivera brought him in. And it seems to be a good move. I, I think he played well. And a lot of people think it's a hoax. I, I'm on the Heineke train. But but I, th- I think that sparks the question, though. If you're the Bears, you got to release one of their guys. Well, they have to release Foles, right? You can't yeah, have especially three to guys open up money. The Bears have – How much do they have? Joe? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. How much do they have? They, I think 400K. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you're not even going to be able to pay your rookies. So, they're yeah. still going to have to – uh Definitely gonna have to release Foles, who's got a pretty meaty contract. Um, but I don't, I don't think Washington tapes him. And a, a thing that I would like to mention now that all the quarterbacks are off the board, Carson Palmer did an interview recently. I don't know if it was today or when it was, but he said if he were the NFL GMs, he said that Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones should all fall out of the first round. He said the only first round worthy candidates. At quarterback are Lawrence and Wilson, which is kind of bold because I think Palmer went first overall. Um, so from the man himself, he doesn't think they're good enough. I think this is a great quarterback class, if I'm going to be honest. Far better. Last year's was kind of weak, I'm going to be honest. Joe Burrow was obviously like the king. Uh, Justin Herbert played fantastic, obviously, but he wasn't a very highly touted prospect. I, I had my doubts on him. I thought he had a bit of an accuracy problem. And I think I thought Tua was going to be bad just because of the injuries. And I thought Jordan Love was going to suck, which we haven't seen anything from him yet. But um, I think this draft class is pretty strong for QBs. But now all we have all the five first-round QBs off the board. So We also got gonna... to remember that Packers-Jordan uh, Love deal with the Patriots that was on paper yeah. to be projected uh... – that, I would like to see that conversation between him and Cam Newton. It would be interesting I, to see who the Packers go, though. Probably I, Bateman, the, we're, if we're they're looking pick, to trade up. We're at pick 20 here. The Packers are at like 25, so we'll get into that shortly. But uh, here's the pick, the Chicago Bears pick. Uh, if I'm Ryan Pace, I, I said this before uh, in some group text, but I want to lay it out here on the podcast. All right, so here's the scenario. You're an NFL GM. Who you've been? You've made some decent picks, I would say. Ryan Pace made some decent picks, but he's been tarnished. His career is tarnished for making some pretty bad picks, like Kevin White and Mitch Trubisky. You got one year left on your contract. It's look. It's not looking. The future isn't looking pretty bright. Uh, he made a run for Russell Wilson. Didn't work out. Uh, Seahawks are being stubborn. I don't really blame them. Uh, Russell Wilson's a generational talent. Uh, so they they ended up with Andy Dalton. Now it's going to be very similar to how we saw John Fox. Uh, he coached Mitch Trubisky in his first season, then they oh, kicked him right out the door. See you later. Uh, and I think that's going to happen with Ryan Pace if they draft a rookie quarterback. Now, as a Bears fan, I'm all for getting a guy for the future. I think that's awesome. But if it, you got to, from a business standpoint, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are both trying to save their jobs. 
So I think they have to commit to Andy Dalton. They have to commit to him no matter what, because even if even if Justin Fields wins Offensive Rookie of the Year and the Bears trade up for him, I still think they get rid of him of Pace and Nagy unless we somehow win a Super Bowl. So I think you got to commit to Dalton, and if the Dalton move plays out, you look like a genius, and you might be able to save your contract. Or maybe that's why if you trade up to the four, you take Kyle Pitts, and then you have a great combo for the next, I don't know, three, four years of Mooney, at least, Pitts, at and least. Komet. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think they stay put here at 20, and I think what's best for the team is they go Caleb Farley, uh, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech, 6'2", 205, kind of a basic build. Uh, the current starters are Jalen Johnson and Desmond Trufant, and that and that third corner is a uh, what? Oh, Kent Kindle or Vildor, whatever his name is. Yeah. Which he played fine. I just don't think he's an NFL starter. His player comparison is Jimmy Smith. Caleb Farley is. Uh, his strengths are very very physical. Uh, secure open field tackler, not going to miss any tackles, which is really nice to see in a cornerback. Now a lot of cornerbacks aren't super big, so they're going to get run over by some. Uh, some wide receivers, some tight ends, and some running backs. But Caleb Farley, that's not the case. And uh, he's pretty good at jumping passes, good at reading the quarterback, which is awesome to see in a corner. Uh, his weaknesses, he's not very experienced. Only one college season as a starter, but he played fantastic for Virginia Tech. Uh, Chicago got burned last season in their Week 17 matchup against Green Bay. And uh, I think the Bears want to make sure that doesn't happen again. I think they very they very well could go offensive line here. But this draft, DBs are limited. I think there's only four to five great defensive backs in this draft. And then, then the, the level uh, kind of drops off. So I think the Bears want to attack here because the old offensive line candidates, the, there's some good second-round guys in there. Uh, and I think Farley could fit anywhere in the defense. They should be able to grab some interceptions this year. And I, I think what people don't like about Farley is that his inexperience, and he actually just got caught with COVID today, so. Sorry about that, Caleb. Hope you're doing good. Uh, I think – and the other issue is that he grabs jerseys too much, which that's an easy fix. That's nothing too major. But I, I think the Bears go corner here to fill that uh, – the, the hole that Brian Pace made by uh, releasing Kyle Fuller, which I did not agree with that that move. But uh, I like Farley. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, I have them taking Tevin Jenkins, the O-lineman. Um, so the thing I with the – Okay, Lahoma State. Yep. Um, thing with the Bears here, if you don't take a quarterback or you don't take a corner, obviously I think corner, filling a corner here Safety. would be a great idea, like Johnson in the second round last year. Um, that was a fantastic pick. And yes. if you go back to our podcast that we made the day after the draft, we'll probably do the same thing here on like uh, this Friday, our reactions to round one. Uh, we're going to see. But, uh, yeah, me and you were both high on that Johnson pick, and he played very well last season. So I think I think it's kind of hard to be a rookie corner and play bad unless your name is uh, Jeffrey Okuda. That, that guy blew it last season. He did not play very well. But I think if you go corner, I'm, if they go corner, I'm going to be happy. The only pick I, – I said this. I've been saying I will not be upset with whoever is quarterback for the Bears unless his name is Mac Jones or Nick Foles. So if you trade up for a quarterback, I don't care. I don't care if you take Kyle Trask and he's the new starter. I'll be content no matter what. I'm an optimistic guy. Yeah, I feel like Bears building the O-line for maybe that future. I know the, even if the Bears aren't good this year, they take Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler next year and build off of that. That Wilkerson, Elijah Wilkerson guy they signed, 
That guy is very underrated for is the Broncos. I think he gave up yeah, two sacks last year in all the games. He was healthy all year. You take another old lineman like that, build on that. Leno, is he next tier? Is he a tackle? Please tell me he's a tackle. Yeah, I think. Fantastic. Because we have Daniels, we have Whitehair, we have Mustafer on the inside. That's set. Now we just need some good tackles, man. Um, but pick 21 here. I can't, forget, Greg can't forget about Whitehair either. We have Greg Newsom going uh, to Indianapolis. Shout out, Troy. Uh, Northwestern guy, 6'1", 190. His player comparison is going to be Casey Hayward, who is – who's he with? Is he still with – I don't think he's with the Chargers. He might be with Tennessee now. Uh, the current starters there are Kenny Moore and Xavier Rhodes, two middle-of-the-pack kind of guys. Uh, really good technique. He's a ball hawk. Lockdown and man coverage. Good communication with the LBs and the safeties. Uh, his weaknesses is his long speed. So if some guy runs a streak on him, he's not going to be able to kind of hang with him for that long. But I think – if you if you match up Greg Newsom with a guy like Rashad Bateman, I think you'd be able to cover him well. But if you match up, match up Greg Newsom with a guy like Tyreek Hill, then I think he starts to struggle. Um, I think so. For Indianapolis, we'll just go through the line. Offensive line, check. Probably the best in the league. Running backs, you got Marlon Mack. You got Jonathan Taylor. That's a check. DBs, I think, could improve. Newsom is my cornerback five, but I think he goes fourth off the board. The addition of Justin Blackman last season, who I think they took in the third round, was a fantastic draft. By I don't even I couldn't even tell you the Colts GM is, and I think uh, Indy Jim Isher or whatever. Uh, shout out Pat McAfee. I I think I, yeah I think Indy should expect that though. Uh, again with with Greg Newsom, an already good team gets better. Uh, should should compete for an AFC South title and uh, possibly a late playoff run, which. Uh, I like to see. I like the Colts. You can't really hate the Colts. Yeah. Unless, um, you, unless you're in that division, I guess. Yeah. Um, I like the Colts, too. Um, obviously, I think the obvious pick here is either corner or wide receiver. I have them taking Terrence Marshall Jr. wide receiver. Um, it's going to be close this year because uh, Colts really maintain their players, and the Titans lost a big name like Corey Davis. Um, um, I – have Terrence Marshall going to the Colts, adding on to the wide receiver core. You got Pittman, who was really pretty good last year. Um, T.Y. Hilton, and then you got their tight ends, Mo Ali Cox, Trey Burton, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of average guys, and then their old lineman obviously is great. It'll it'd be interesting to see how Carson Wentz does this year. I say you go grab a weapon, things get going. Um, yeah, that's where I'm taking. Pick number twenty-two. The, t- the Titans of Tennessee, of Nashville, Tennessee. You're going to be going Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman out of Alabama. Six foot five, 310 pounds. This dude is very, very big. The current starters are two no name guys that uh, play defensive end. Uh, his player comparison is going to be Deron Payne, who uh, plays for Washington. Very, very solid player. Uh, his strengths are he's very, very versatile. Like I mentioned, he can play the end or tackle. Uh, he's a great run stuffer. He's not going to be the type of guy to stuff, uh, sack a quarterback. And I think his player comparison is Deron Payne, but it, it could very well be Akeem Hicks, too. Now, Akeem Hicks and Madden is listed as an end, but the Bears put him at tackle every goddamn play. So I think it's going to be Christian Barmore. He's slow and he's not very explosive. But again, that's not what you need. You're just going to need a big body in the middle of that field. And I think they were a bottom 10 run defense last year, and it could turn into above average if, if Barmore plays like he did in college. I think, I think Tennessee doesn't need to go offense. I think they're kind of set there. Maybe go receiver, but I think Tannehill's going to be good for a couple more seasons. Derrick Henry, obviously best running back in the league. They got A.J. Brown, who's baller. 
I think they got to go defense here. Uh, hopefully you agree, but I've been taking Barmore. Now, I know Barmore's gone on your draft, so I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to see who you, who you have them going here. Um, I also have them taking defense. Um, but this pick might actually change. I, I'm going to keep it the same, but uh, I have them taking Farley. There's only three teams interested in Farley, uh, Cardinals, Raiders, and Browns. Um, he could obviously fall, fall to the Browns all the way down, or he can go in that 16-17 range. Cards and Raiders, but uh, uh, Farley though, he's up in the air right now. Uh, it'd be a great pick. Uh, take defense here for them, for the Titans. But uh, like I said, uh, Elijah Moore and Rondell Moore, double Moore, Moore's. Uh, both wide receiver options for this. Uh, yeah, they they could. I guess they could get a wide receiver too. I don't really think the Titans can go wrong here. It's a pick where hey, – Did, did they, you hear about their first-round guy last year, though? Yeah, I don't think they'll be taking the old lineman into the first round for a long time. <laughs> that was messed up. So, for those of you guys who don't know, they took an offensive lineman last year. I forgot who it was. Uh, Zane Wilson. He, yeah, he played I, – I was actually high on him. If you go back, I thought he was going to be a good player. Uh, if you go uh, – but, yeah, so he played two snaps the whole season, got injured – and then got in a fight with the Titans GM, and he forced a trade after he was like, yeah, trade me, after he played two snaps. I don't think he had that kind of authority. Got traded the Dolphins for, like, a seventh-round pick or whatever. That was, like, the last pick in the draft. And um, then got released two days later. So, basically, the Titans got a free seventh-round pick. But I guess they wasted a first-round pick last season. So, But uh, this 23 overall pick, it's actually the Jets' second pick from Seattle in that Jamal Adams trade. Uh, and I have them going Javante Williams, first running back off the board here. Last year, we only saw one running back drafted on day one. And it was the very last pick. The Chiefs took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 32. And I think uh, the first running back comes off the board nine picks earlier with Javante Williams out of North Carolina. 5'10", 220. He's not a, not a huge guy. Uh, but in 2020, 157 rushes for over 1,000 yards, 19 touchdowns. And he got it done uh, in the receiving game, too with uh, 25 catches for 300 yards and another three touchdowns. Uh, the current starter in New York is Kevin Coleman, who they added this offseason, who's had his fair share of injury problems. Uh, Frank Gore still a free agent, I believe. But his player comparison actually is former Jets running back Frank, Frank Gore. He's a very physical downhill runner. He eludes tons of tackles, too. I think he was number one in college football <clears throat> Sorry, last season. And his acceleration is on fleet cuff. But his weaknesses, I think he needs to work on blitz blitz pickups, which is for like blocking, I guess. And I think he can still improve his speed, but he's not going to be the, um, I guess the CJ2K uh, type of guy. I just think he's going to kind of be really, really good in between the tackles in the red zone. I think he should uh should put up some good numbers for uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, behind him, I, I like Javante Williams. Here's where I have the Kawiti. Paye or whatever how you say Quipe. it. Yeah. Um, Jets. I still think even them taking Zach Wilson. I don't like Zach Wilson really. Next year is also going to be a bad year for them. You got the Patriots got better. Bills probably stayed the same. Well, they got Mitch Trubisky. They obviously got better. Oh yeah, uh, they did. And Dolphins. I think they got worse before the draft. They obviously gained. Didn't they gain a few first round picks by trading back? They did. Smart uh, 49ers them, gave up a lot, but 
Dolphins always like to plan for the draft. They're I don't think of them as very good drafters though, as of the past few years. I mean, Tua, yeah, sure, but he hasn't really shown to the like the Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen type yet. Um, I feel like him and Baker Mayfield maybe in the same boat. How they both start off meh and then maybe get Baker's up there. Baker's my soon. guy. I like Baker. Don't you, there's no Baker slander here. Uh, I'm just not a big <laughs> Baker fan really, but uh. Uh, Jets need help. They'll fa- they'll try and get it going soon. Uh, I like Luke. their head coach though. Very big fan of him. Uh, Sala, you talking about? Yeah, yeah I think he's a good guy. Uh, moving on to pick twenty four. I have another running back off the board. Travis Etienne out of uh, Clemson. Uh, Pittsburgh is picking at twenty four. I don't know if I said that already. Also five foot ten, but he's fifteen pounds lighter than Williams. Two oh five. In a 2020 at Clemson, he had 168 rushes for only 914 rushing yards, uh, 14 touchdowns uh, on the ground, and then another 50 catches for around 600 receiving yards and another two receiving touchdowns. His player comparison here is Giovanni Bernard, but I can also see a little bit of Alvin Kamara in him in a way that he's kind of a two-way type of guy. And the current starter there in Pittsburgh is Benny Snell because James Conner is still a free agent. Uh, Some strength that uh, he has a very, very fast, very, very agile, good acceleration, uh, solid receiving back with good route running, kind of like, like I said, Kamar. But I think some weaknesses he has, he's kind of has fumble issues, can't really hold on to the ball too well, and he's pretty bad at pass blocking because he's not a huge type of guy. Uh, James Conner sucks. Benny Snell sucks. There's your team fit. They, they need a running back. James Conner is now with the Cardinals. He Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It was a great pickup by them, not going to lie, after losing Kenyon Drake, which I also forgot he went to the Raiders. I mean, now that actually, yeah, that just improves the pick even more. ETNA going to team I, up with Benny I Snow. also have another running back. I have Nigel Harris. Like you said, I don't think he'll turn Derrick Henry in a year, but he will be, I believe, the next Derrick Henry. Um, Steelers need running back bad, especially I feel like they could turn into one of those teams where – uh, Titans didn't have that quarterback that retired, but they got a guy like Tanhill with the good running back. Haskins could be that guy who they signed a one-year deal. Or you could obviously, next year's draft, if you do poorly, sign a guy like Howell Rattler and then have Nige have a very good combo. This year it might be Mike Tomlin's first losing season, but I expect next year for them to come back up, re-sign all those guys, and still the defense is still decently intact, but uh, – It'll be interesting to see how Steelers do this year. Moving on to pick 25. This is actually Jacksonville's pick, their second pick from uh, the Rams and the Jalen Ramsey trade. And my third running back off the board. Yep, you heard that correctly, Najee Harris. He's my running back, too. I think he goes third, though. And uh, I think you just mentioned is that he's going to be the next Derrick Henry. And I think that's the issue. I think he – I think I don't think he is, but I think people around the league and his fans as a whole – they want him to be the next Derrick Henry, and I think that's the issue. I think he needs to find his own brand of football and not try and recreate someone else and just kind of play loose and play as himself, and I think he'd have more success that way. Uh, but my team fit here in Jacksonville, um, really the top four running backs are all interchangeable. But I think Najee best fits the Jacksonville offense, so I had him going here. Now we saw undrafted rookie J- James Robinson uh, had a solid season last year. And it's going to be hard for him to recreate that under a completely new offense with Urban Meyer. I just don't see Robinson doing that. 
And I think Najee Harris can handle the power back red zone scenarios. And I think Robinson could kind of take a lighter load, maybe stick to screen passes and other uh, other routes. And I think James Robinson fantasy owners wouldn't really appreciate this pick. But I don't think Jags fans would be angry, especially after getting Trevor Lawrence. I think Najee Harris would be kind of a cherry on top for them. Uh, in 2020, he, at Alabama, he had 250 rushes, so kind of a heavy workload compared to ETNA's 168. So that's like almost 100 more rushes. Uh, for 1,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, big red zone guy for them. And then 43 receptions uh, for 425 yards. So he's a big guy, 6'2", 230, but he still has almost, he still has the same amount of receptions as ETNA uh, with more receiving touchdowns, actually. Now, my player comparison for him is Mark Ingram and, I guess, flashes of Derrick Henry, like you said. Uh, but I think Najee Harris is going to be a really, really good running back. But I just think he needs to stick to his own brand of football. Don't try and be something that you're not. Now, that's all I got to say. I agree with that. Um, like I talked about the Jets earlier, how they go offense and defense here. But I feel like the Jags go double down on offense. I feel like the Jags, Jags need help anywhere. Anything's going to help them. Really? I feel like the Jags didn't even in free agency. They did decently well on their defense. They got Shaq Griffin, who people think is overrated. I don't think – I think he's a perfect fit for that team. One, two. Yeah. I think great. one of the mistakes by the coach, coaching hiring is not retaining Doug Marone as defensive mastermind. Uh, he's a very good defensive coach. Obviously, yeah, head coach. You want to get him out of there. I, I, I think – sorry to interrupt you, but I think he's going to be kind of like a Todd Bowles scenario. We see Todd Bowles having massive success in Tampa Bay. He just won a Super Bowl ring with that defense. And I think Doug Marone, he's probably going to take a year. I don't know if, where he's at. He's probably going to take a year off this season. And then he's going to go sign with the team, maybe like the Bears, if this new guy that they just hired doesn't pan out. And I think he's going to be a mastermind there, just like you said, and be a Todd Bowles type of guy. But, yeah, don't think his – just because he had a terrible team around him, that does not make him a bad coach. Yeah, um, especially after that AFC championship where they almost beat the Patriots. Um and that defense was loaded. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, they just fell apart because they just don't know how to run a team over there. Now that and Urban Meyer's Al- there. Robinson had a torn ACL that whole year. Exactly. But. And it was run by Blake Bortles. So that is saying <laughs> something about that head coach right there. Um, but I have them taking Elijah Barrett-Tucker, O-lineman. Um, they need help. They can't hide that. But this team could still be – a possible seven win team this year I feel like they'll definitely be better than the Jets I'm the exact opposite I don't think they're gonna play well this year because I think I think Zach Wilson's more NFL ready I think Lawrence is gonna be more of a Josh Allen type of guy where it's gonna take a little bit of time but you can see the talent is there and I think uh, but I think the Jets had a better free I you said Jacksonville had a successful free agency which I would agree with but I think the Jets did a little bit better so I just think they had more success yeah and they kind of have an easier schedule Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on to pick, what are we at? Twenty six already. The Browns, uh, Cleveland Browns. This is gonna be an interesting pick because Cleveland obviously was one play away from making the AFC Championship, and who would have known that the Cleveland Browns could have been in the Super Bowl? They, they were one play away from that, I guess. Um, I've been taking J- Jason Owe, uh, edge rusher out of Penn State. This is the second Penn State defender to go off the board. Now, wait till I read you this guy's uh, pro day. Uh, but he's 6'5", 255, pretty, pretty big build. My player comparison for him is Khalil Mack, so it's pretty high standards. And the current main edge rusher guy there is Miles Garrett, so that, that combo can be nice. Uh, he's a designated – now, they, they consider him an outside linebacker, I guess, 
but he's a designated pass rusher. He's not going to drop into coverage very much like Khalil Mack. He's a secure tackler, hits like a truck, uh, and some solid pass rusher moves. Uh, some weaknesses, he's undersized, I guess, for an edge rusher. Um, so offensive tackles could, I guess, bully him. But I wouldn't say bully. He just would have a little bit of a harder time. But he, he's fast. He's very fast. We're going to 4-3-40. That is insane. And, yeah, he's not going to be the type of guy to overpower offensive tackles, but I think he's got a good enough skill set in terms of power rush or in terms of pass rush moves that that won't be much of an issue. And I, I don't think he's an NFL-ready guy, uh, but I don't think they're going to need that. They already have too much talent on that defense and on the offense. Uh, but I think if he's well-developed, he could take some pressure off of Miles Garrett uh, and Miles Garrett get to the quarterback, or they continue to double-team Miles Garrett and then Owe gets some sacks too. But I think I think they got to go defense here. They got great receivers, uh, solid running back duo, and then obviously they're set on quarterback. And they have Joku and they have Austin Hooper, so they better go defense here if they have a brain. Yeah, um, I have them. You have him going fourteen. I am going twenty six to the Browns. JOK. Um, I feel like if the Browns some if, if he falls to the Browns, this would be terrifying. Have, have you seen his tape from yes. Notre Dame? It's, it's terrifying. I remember watching games. Uh, yeah, you're a big Notre Dame guy, aren't you? Yeah, so watching the games, it's he was terrifying. And adding him to Miles Garrett, only if J.J. Watt went here. This I would have believed in the Browns' defense, not as much as Baker Mayfield. Still don't like Baker. That's how I was with Jonathan Taylor, though, and you did not believe me. If you guys go back to the 2020 draft, I was high on Taylor. And you and Casey said he was going to suck. I was listening to that yesterday. You guys said he was going to suck. And he finished third in rushing yards this season. Bitch. Yeah. It... <laughs> <laughs> but JOK, uh, if he goes here, it'll be terrifying. So, yeah. Moving on to pick number Viente y Seis. I think boy. I said that right. Atta boy. Baltimore Ravens taking Terrace Marshall Jr. You had him going, I think, 21. I'm going just a few selections later at 27. He went to LSU. He's the tallest receiver we've seen so far, 6'4", 200 pounds. Uh, in college, er, in 2020, he had 48 receptions for 731 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns, and that was on a horrendous LSU team. They were terrible after the departure of guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Patrick Queen, and uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, but it, my player comparison for him is Kenny Gowdy, just a big-bodied guy. The current starters there are Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown. Uh, yeah, he's big and f- physical, great red zone guy with big jump, big jump ball ability, uh, good body control, knows when to stay in bounds. Now his weaknesses, I guess, is speed. He's kind of built like a tight end, but he- he's kind of like Kelvin Benjamin, I guess, too. But he's not going to need to be speedy if he's just going to be mossing DBs. Uh, and his route running isn't the best either. Uh, I think Marshall got his chance to shine on a struggling LSU squad after the departure of Joe Burrow, and then Jamar Chase opted out of the season. And I think Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, his favorite target the past few seasons, especially his MVP season, uh, was big-body tight end Mark Andrews. So I think he's going to want another big-body guy. That's why I don't think Hollywood Brown panned out as well as people thought he would. He's still a good receiver, but he's not a wide receiver one. So I think they go receiver here. Uh, And I think – even in the Ravens, so he's not going to like get the ball an insane amount because the Ravens run the ball eighty percent of the time. But Marshall's just kind of got kind of going to be that guy in the red zone just to catch some balls. And uh, these so like obviously the first like ten picks, those guys are all going to be starters. 
these later round picks, these guys aren't going to need to be starters because they're playing on playoff teams. So they're just kind of only going to help, only going to help the success of the squads. Yeah, I've been taking Elijah Moore, pick 27 right here. Um, you think they go with another speedy guy? Yeah. Um. So with the with the Ravens here, him and Marquise Brown would be very good together. Um, just sometimes the Raven they just scream, run fast, and uh, <laughs> that's just the Ravens' motto. They J.K. Dobbins is just becoming a beast. Did you see that video of him today? I did not. But he yeah, literally knocked there. the crap out of somebody on a hit. Uh, that offensive line is great too. Obviously, they just traded away Orlando Brown, but they got another first round pitch there too. So. Oh my god! I didn't even see Bryce Harper's hit by pitch to the head. Sorry, just watch that. Um, <laughs> that thing knocked him. Oh wow, he's taken to the hospital. Jeez. Okay. Um, but yeah, Elijah Moore. I feel like they also have pick thirty one now. Remember that? Um, mm-hmm. They take wide receiver here. So that that, that means they might attack. They might attack the defense. I don't know. I you got to go wide receiver first, just in case, because I know yeah, the Packers, because, the Packers are behind you, and so are the Saints. Both teams looking maybe to add another wide receiver. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree there. Next pick is number twenty eight, Viente Ocho. And I've been taking Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive lineman out of USC. I I think in my earlier mocks, I had him going like twenty to the Bears maybe like 18 to the Dolphins. But I think he falls a little bit here just because of the need for some skill position guys earlier. Uh, he's 6'4", 315, great build. His player comparison is, uh, I don't know if he's still with the Ravens, but uh, Ronnie Stanley, I think he is. And uh, his cur- the current starter for the Saints is everyone that they have, and I'll get into that in a second. He's athletic, he's agile, he can go one-on-one with the game's best, very versatile. And uh, what I mean by everyone that they have, he's very, very versatile. He can play any spot on the offensive line that the Saints ask him to, uh, anywhere from left tackle all the way to right tackle. He can play any of those five spots. Uh, the Saints are looking to be too pass-happy this season, so an offensive line pick could help out uh, Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara, and I guess whoever is under center, whether it's Taysom Hill or a Jameis Winston. I just think an offensive line pick would uh, run out that team well because they're not going to have – I specifically remember a Thursday night game. I think it was week two. Joe Burrow, in his second NFL game, threw 60 passes against the Bengals. The, Sean Payton knows that Drew Brees gone. They're not going to have him doing that much. They're not going to have whoever's under center do that. So I just think that they need to go O-line here and uh, help out that run game that they're going to be utilizing a lot. Yeah, um, Saints here, I have them taking Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida, right? He is from Florida, yes. Yes. Um, Saints, like I said, this is going to be a wide receiver hotspot, I believe. Um, you got from pick 27 to 32, you have the remaining five or six. Five or six picks where you could take wide receiver. And Bucks not being one, obviously. But Ravens twice, Packers, Saints, Bills maybe. But – uh. I have them taking Tony. Good wide receiver here to go with Thomas. Um, but Saints, this could be down here for them. I don't see them doing as well as they have like, no cap. They had to cut a lot of people. They cut Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, and uh, Will, Will Lutz didn't get cut, but Morris they, no, did. They might have to cut uh, Lattimore, too, if they didn't already. But do you see Lattimore got like in trouble somehow? He's in, he was arrested for, like, it was false accused, but... 
No, something about a gun. Yeah, he, he might be in some big trouble, but we'll see. That would free up some cap space. Shout out to the Hawks. He just lost Alden Smith with two mil, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So going on to pick number twenty nine, uh, I have the Green Bay Packers yet again failing Aaron Rodgers and not going getting him a weapon. I have them going with Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback out of Florida State. Now, a thing I think the criticism against him is only 5'10", 185. But the current starters there are Jair Alexander and Kevin King, who got burned by Scotty Miller with one second left in the NFC Championship uh, the second quarter. Uh, his player comparison is uh, NFC or AFC Championship legend. Got a pick six against him in Madden 2 against Joe. Mackenzie Alexander. Uh, he's, a, he's a great athlete. He is deceiving strength for his size. Uh, pretty good agility, too. He's a secure tackler that could also grab some picks. His weaknesses, he's definitely undersized. There's no denying that. And he, he's not very fast, either. He's got trouble on the outside. So, like, although the weaknesses are alarming because his weaknesses are, like, everything you need to be a corner, all Green Bay would need from this guy would just to play some slot corner for him and lock up guys like Adam Thielen and Darnell, Darnell Mooney. Which the Packers secondary had trouble doing last year. I remember a specific play, week seventeen, Mitchell Trubisky chucked up an absolute bomb to Mooney. And he just kind of torched them for like seventy yards. That was awesome. One of my favorite plays from uh, the twenty twenty season. And I think Green Bay is gonna yet again fail Aaron Rodgers by not grabbing him a remaining weapon like Kadarius Tony or Rondell Moore, who are both still available on my draft board. And I think they're gonna improve their weak cornerback play, like I just mentioned. So I think they go Asante Samuel. Fifth cornerback taken. He's my he's my CB four though. I like I like Asante. His dad played for the Patriots too. I think won a couple of rings. Mm-hmm. Um, Packers third straight wide receiver in a row here. I would take him Rondell Moore. Had an amazing combine. Um, really impressed a lot of people. This is the guy from Purdue, right? Uh yes, he is. Yes, he is really impressed a lot of people Same here. Thing. I feel like if him, Devonte Adams, and uh, MVS. Could be a dangerous trio, especially with second best quarterback in NFL right now. I think you mean number four. That's that second best is a really, really weird way to say number four. But uh, going on to pick number thirty, we have three picks left. I have the Buffalo Bills taking Christian Darius. I think he tumbled all the way down here. A lot of people have him like over Slater too, but I think I think he falls. And uh, I have him go, uh, going to the Bills out of Virginia Tech. 6'5", 315. His player comparison is uh, Cam Robinson, offensive tackle. The current starters in uh, Buffalo are Deion Dawkins and Darrell Williams. Now, two guys that are underwhelming, I guess. Uh, Strengths, he's very big and tall, like I mentioned. Uh, Solid pass protection. And then his weaknesses, I guess, are his power and his footwork. I think he kind of, like, steps over his own feet a lot. But uh, he's not really a guard or a center in the passing game, so that won't be a huge issue. And I, I don't think Buffalo – Buffalo yeah, Buffalo doesn't need a game-changer with this first-round pick as they're already a well-rounded team. I mean, they were a Final Four team in, in the running for the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't – don't be shocked, though, if they trade out of this first round to acquire more da- draft stock. Some notable teams that I think could trade into this late pick in the first round could be possibly the Seahawks, maybe a team who also has an early first-round pick like – Maybe the Bengals, if they want to go get, like, a receiver. Like, let's say the Bengals go Sewell, and, but they still want to get Burrow a receiver, and they think they see a guy that they think maybe Baltimore takes with the second pick. I think I could see maybe that them trading up to 30 and grabbing a guy like Kadarius Toney. So I don't be surprised if the Bills trade out of here because they're already a solid team. 
Uh, they could go running back, I guess, here too. But I think they go offensive tackle just to keep Josh Allen protected. Yeah. Um, I have them taking Jason O. Oh. Ohms, yeah. Uh, no, it's O.A. Owen, but uh, isn't he a he's a defensive player, right? Yeah, he's an offensive linebacker, but he, he comes off the edge every play. Yeah. Um, he worked really well with Matt Milano, I think. Um, Bill, Matt, yeah, that's that's a real – yeah, and Tremaine Evans, right? Yeah. Um, Bill's just – like I said, this could be another wide receiver right here. Um, a lot of spots here – just maybe Bill's just trying to fill in the nitpicky spots at this point. They could also take Travis Ntiede. Um did, did you know that Cole Beasley's only like five eight? Yeah, that blew my short. mind. But yeah, I guess they could go receiver here because they. I get. Do they still have John Brown? No, he signed with the Jets. I think. Let me check that. Out. That's a sneaky signing. Not gonna lie. But uh, speaking of edge rushers, Joe has them taking away. And I've been taking another edge rusher who's also an outside linebacker, uh, Baltimore, with this 31st overall pick. Oh, he's done with the Raiders. That was a good move by them. And the, uh, the Raiders, again, just taking another speedy receiver. The Raiders need a big-bodied guy. Like, like they always – they had, like, they had uh, Jordy Nelson a couple years ago. They always take these tiny guys. Go get a big-body dude. Uh, but I uh, – that was a bit off topic. But I think – Baltimore goes Joseph Osai, uh, the edge rusher out of Texas, 6'4", 255. But if you look at him just straight from the eye test, he does not look 255. He's very, very skinny. He's also compared to Leonard Floyd for me. The current starters in Baltimore are Carlos Dunlap and Kerry Hyder Jr. Uh, some strengths are he's long, athletic, quick off the line, uh, but his pass rush moves are limited. The team fit, or no, I'm sorry. The current that I got the starters wrong. The starters are Derek Wolf and Kalias Campbell, uh, and but they're both two old, out of their prime guys that are easily replaceable. I think both of them are Wolf like 32 and then Campbell's like 35 or whatever. Uh, I think Osai could play on the line uh, and replace one of those guys, or he can play outside linebacker and rush with those guys. And I think he's got an intimidation factor. This dude looks badass if you look at him. He's a pretty cool dude. And I can see the Ravens reusing him as an Isaiah Simmons type of guy. He could potentially play like Jamal Adams strong safety. This dude could play all over the field. And I, I think just his build and his versatility is going to allow him to get uh, picked in this first round. I have a guy that people – some some of them have him falling to the second round mid. Uh, Gregory yeah, which is which is ridiculous, by the way. A lot of guys like like you. I guarantee you, in a couple of days, you'll see like their twenty twenty two way too early mock draft. Like you'll see mm-hmm. that on like Sports Center or whatever. Russo is in the top ten consistently. Now I don't see the argument against him here. He's six seven two seventy five. The dude has got a great build. Super- I I don't see, and he got invited to the draft too. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't invite a guy to the draft who's gonna fall to the second round. I think it's ridiculous that he falls that far. Um, yeah, I am going thirty-one. I either either I think I have Jalen. I'll just say my thirty-two pick, Jalen Phillips to the Bucks. I feel like both of these picks could be back to back. Whoever wants who, to be honest, uh, both Miami boys. Yeah, uh, both. Why not? Because. Uh, I do feel like the Ravens need help defensively. I Bucks are 100% going to take defense. Uh, 
Dude, the Bucks need to just trade they that away. They could take Liam, at whatever his name, from Notre Dame, old tackle. But I, another thing I would like to mention here, now I have Newsom and Asante Samuel kind of falling late here. The The Rams are another team without a first-round pick, and if they're really committed to Matt Stafford and they think they can make a run, now they lost a lot of their DBs. They lost John Johnson, and they lost uh, another one to their safeties. So I think that if they're committed, they can maybe go grab Trayvon Morig, or maybe they grab another corner if they're really committed. So don't be surprised to see if the Seahawks or the Rams or another team trades into this this uh, first round late to grab a guy that they think can help them. I was going to say the Rams have picked, I think, 15 in the second round. Uh, they could get a guy like Lee. Jeez, that's mad. That's loud. But uh, – <laughs> They can they can grab the guy from Notre Dame, Liam, for a replacement for Whitworth. I like him. I once, like him a lot. Once uh, Whitworth retires, because I think this is going on his last year. He's not I, I like deal. Dickerson. Dickerson's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, but going into the last pick, I have the Buccaneers taking Tevin Jenkins, the offensive lineman on Oklahoma State. Six six three twenty. Uh, the current starters are Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs, two great starters. Uh, player comparison for him is Morgan Moses. His strengths, he's got great build and length. He sustains blocks well, so not, guys are going to be breaking too many blocks off of him. And he's very powerful in the run game. He's got bad footwork, and he's not very strong. But uh, or, uh, He's also got weak balance, but I'm sure the Bucks can get him into like, some yoga or something. Uh, this guy has risen up draft boards lately due to his size and strength, but I still think he goes late first. Most likely wouldn't start as the reigning two world champs brought back every starter from their winning team, which is kind of ridiculous. And I think if someone goes down with an injury, Jenkins could be the perfect guy to step up. Again, not going to be a game changer because they don't need a game changer. They just need a guy that could just be there for them. And I think Jenkins could be that type of guy. Yeah, because I feel like I really, my Super Bowl, dream Super Bowl this year, obviously Bears won't make it, but Bucks and Patriots. I want to see a Belichick versus Brady showdown in the Super Bowl. See who finally has it all. Because this year could be, obviously, the Cam Newton at quarterback. It could be interesting. But maybe there was trades that – there was a talk today that uh, the same guy that reported the Brady to the Bucks deal and other trades alongside that he actually said that they're reconstructing Jimmy Z's contract soon today. And there would be a trade to the Patriots tomorrow for Jimmy G. So I feel like Jimmy G has been, he made it to the Super Bowl, obviously fell short, but he knows what the situation's like and knows how to get there. So, yeah, I, th- that's going to conclude today's podcast. Thank you for joining me, Joe. Yeah, great Thanks job. to Casey for joining me in the first 10, the first 10 picks, and then went to sleep on us. But, um, uh, yeah. 32 picks, 2021 NFL mock draft. I'm a bit tired because it's like 11.30 right now. But uh, yeah, I don't sound like it, but I am pumped for tomorrow. I think it's going to be I'm like awesome. so pumped. I can't wait to see what gonna be messes up the draft. It's going to be amazing. Because this is the first time we've had a real draft experience since 2019. And exactly. I missed I... that one due to baseball, and I missed the 2018 due to baseball. Last well, last year's it. was pretty cool. I mean, last yeah. year's the first year I actually got into the draft. Like, the, usually it used to be wide. Stop. But, 
Yeah, the, the very first draft – or no, I actually watched, like, 2014, I guess. But the last time I got to watch a draft that was, like, normal was, I guess, the Trubisky draft. And uh-huh. the last time the Bears had a first pick uh, was, I guess, 2018. So, Bears picking in the first round is going to be a really, really fun sight to see. Um, I'm very, very excited for tomorrow. It's going to be a good day, I hope, for Bears fans. Uh, maybe we trade up. I don't know. But if you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for joining me. Have a great night and uh, peace out. Deuces.